with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy here at Jerry Park in Montreal. It is a beautiful baseball afternoon here. This is a complete sellout crowd. It's a national holiday in Canada. It is Victoria Day. It is Queen Victoria's birthday, and the day is also observed as the birthday of the present reigning queen, although it actually isn't. But it is a legal national holiday, and the stands are packed and jammed here this afternoon. The capacity of this stadium is 28,456. We might very well have more than that here because already fans are standing out beyond the low-wire outfield fence. The biggest crowd ever in the history of this ballpark was slightly more than 29,100 on opening day of the season when the St. Louis Cardinals here would open up against the Montreal Expos. The New York Mets are the first reigning world championship baseball team ever to play here, of course. A big attraction for the day. And the Mets at the moment are two percentage points back of the division-leading Chicago Cubs in the Eastern Division of the National League. And thus, if the Mets should win here this afternoon, the Cubs are not scheduled until tonight, so the Mets would move into first place in the Eastern Division if they should defeat Montreal this afternoon. Starting pitchers for the Montreal Expos, it'll be right-hander Bill Stoneman. And for the New York Mets, it'll be right-hander Gary Gentry. The National Anthems. Canada, the national anthem of Canada, and you will hear 
announcements made in French and in English in this bilingual city to give us a starting lineup in English. Here's Ralph Kiner. We better believe it's in English, Lindsay. And leading off for the Mets will be Tommy Agee in center field. Batting second at shortstop, Bud Harrelson. Batting third in left field, Cleon Jones. Batting fourth at first base, Art Shamsky. Batting fifth at second base, Ken Boswell. Batting sixth in right field, Dave Marshall. Batting seventh and playing third base, Joe Foy. Batting eighth, the catcher, Jerry Grody, and the pitcher, Gary Gentry. Batting in the ninth position. For the Expos, Marv Staley will lead off. He'll be at second base. Batting second in left field, Matt Jones. Batting third in right field, Rusty Staub. Batting fourth at... <laughs> First base, Ron Fairley. Batting fifth in center field, Jim Ferry. Batting sixth and playing third base, Coco LaVoy. Batting seventh, the catcher, John Bateman. Batting eighth at shortstop, Bobby Wine. And Bill Stoneman, the pitcher, batting ninth. The umpires for the game today, Dick Stello, will be calling the balls and strikes. At first base, Al Barnick, the crew chief. At second base, Ed Bargo. And the umpire at third, Paul Pryor. The Mets starting just two percentage points back of the Chicago Cubs in second place in the Eastern Division of the National League. They have won 18 and lost 16. At this point last year, the Mets had a record of 16 wins and 18 losses. The Expos have a record this year of 12 and 21. And this time last year, they had a record of 11 wins and 22 losses. The Mets and Expos have met two times this year, each team winning. And the Mets bring a four-game winning streak into this ballgame. The Expos, coming off a hot road trip, won four of six games on their road trip. And the enthusiasm here in Montreal is spontaneous. We're going to have a tremendous crowd here on hand, possibly the biggest crowd ever here in Montreal, as the world champions play in Montreal against the Expos in the start of a three-game series. Tomorrow night, a night game will be on the air at 8 o'clock. It's going to be Nolan Ryan scheduled for the Mets. He has a record of 2-3. and three. Dan McGinn will oppose him, his record 3-1. and one. And then the final game on Wednesday night, we'll see Tom Seaver 7-1 against Morton, who has won 3 and lost 1. Mets returning home for the next homestand on the 22nd. They'll be playing the Chicago Cubs in a four-game series. A night game on Friday night, the 22nd. A day game on Saturday afternoon. That's Ladies' Day. And ladies admitted for a 50-cent service charge. And then a big doubleheader on Sunday, finishing out the four-game series with Chicago. After Chicago, the Mets play St. Louis on the 26th, 27th, and 28th. And then Houston on the 29th, 30th, and 31st. So the next homestand will go on through the month of May. And it will be the third homestand for the Mets. And it starts all with Chicago. As Lindsay pointed out, we've got a great day for baseball. The field dimensions here are 340 down each line, 420 in center field, 368 in the alley. And now as Tommy Agee steps in the batter's box here for the play-by-play, Bob Murphy. The center fielder, number 20. All right, Ralph. Hi, everybody. What a beautiful day and a tremendous crowd here at Jerry Park, an overflow crowd. Their biggest crowd of the year by far and away, and Tommy Agee leads off against Bill Stoneman. Bill Stoneman, 26-year-old right-hander, who early last year offered a no-hit game against the Philadelphia Phils. Now Stoneman into his windup, the first pitch of the game, and Agee takes high, ball one. Tommy hitting at 220 with three home runs and nine runs batted in. It is a perfect day weather-wise, a little bit of high cloud cover, but no wind. An ideal day to play. Now Johnny Bateman setting up the target. Swing and a miss on a slider. In the infield, Gene Mock has Ron Fairley playing first base. Marv Staley is at second. Bobby Wine at short. Coco LeBoy is at third. One ball, one strike. The count in comes the pitch by Stoneman. Fouled back toward the crowd. No play. In the Montreal outfield, Mac Jones is in left. Jim Ferry, our next Dodger, is in center. 
sounded right. The number one Montreal player, La Grande Orange, Rusty Staub. The Expos got off to a horrible start this year. They lost 10 of their first 11 ballgames. Now Stoneman over the head, around comes the arm. Fastball high, it's 2-2. Two and two. On April 25th, Montreal had won one and lost 10. Since that point, they have played 500 ball, winning 11 and losing 11. And they have just returned from a very successful road trip. The 2-2 delivery by Stoneman misses outside, ball three. For New York, Yogi Berra coaching at first base, and Eddie Yost is on the lines at third. Pitching coach Rube Walker working in the dugout with skipper Gil Hodges. And coach Joe Pignantano takes care of the bullpen, which here in Montreal is down the right field line. The 3-2 delivery by Stoneman. Curve is over strike three Today's broadcast comes to you for the courtesy of Ryan Gold Breweries Incorporated and is authorized under radio rights granted by the New York not solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express written consent of the New York Mets is prohibited. For New York, Bud Harrelson stepping in against Bill Stoneman, but hitting left-handed. And a curve for a strike on the inside corner. Harrelson off to a wonderful year, hitting at 293 with 11 RBIs. Bill Stoneman, stocky right-hander pitching for Montreal, has a good curveball. Fastball inside. One thing about him, he does have good stuff, and his problem, of course, is getting this curveball over. Last year, he got it over well enough to pitch a no-hitter. So far this year, he has been pitching well about the first five or six innings and then has been running into trouble. This year, he has won one and lost six. And a foul back against the screen to point out the point that Ralph was making in the one game won by Stoneman this year. He shut out the Chicago Cubs with three hits. So when he gets it over, he's a tough customer. But Harrelson, the batter, the count one ball and two strikes. Leon Jones waiting on deck. Now Stoneman double pumps. In comes the pitch. Breaking ball inside of the knees, two and two. This is the opening game of a three-game series. Night games tomorrow night and Wednesday night, then back home for the Mets. Hit foul down the left field line, no play. Mets return late after the game on Wednesday night, Thursday a day off. And their big one on Friday night at Shea against Leo DeRocher's Chicago Cubs. The way Gil Hodges and Rube Walker have mapped things out, it looks like all four of the big pitchers will be ready to face the Cubs. Now breaking ball outside, which would mean Jerry Kuzman on Friday night, Gary Gentry on Saturday, Tom Seaver and Nolan Ryan on Sunday. Mets and the Cubs playing four Friday night, Saturday afternoon at a Sunday doubleheader. The advanced sale window at Shea opens seven days a week for your convenience, so don't miss that Cubs series. Pitching three and two to Bud Harrelson. High ball four. So Stroman went three and two on AZ, struck him out, went three and two on Harrelson and walked in. Struck A.G. out with a curveball and missed with a curveball to Bud Harrelson. So you can see that he's trying to get that curveball working for him, even though it's in a real tough pitching situation. Now Cleon Jones stepping in. Cleo had, Cleon had two hits. 
Last game at Philadelphia. Bill Hodge is hoping the Cleon now is back in that good groove. He's due for a good hot streak. Art Chamsky playing first base today and batting cleanup, so Art comes out on deck. And a throw to first by Bill Stoneman. Dick Stello is the umpire at home. Al Barlick at first. Ed Vargo at second. Paul Pryor at third. Same umpiring team that was in Philadelphia. Now the pitch on the way. A strike on the outside corner. Last year, Montreal's first in Major League Baseball, they did sensational. With a very small ballpark, a seating capacity of just over 28,000, they drew at home a million two hundred and fifty thousand. Now a throw to first by Bill Stoneman, not in time. Ron Fairley holding against Buddy Harrelson. Bud the club leader in stolen bases on a team that leads the Major Leagues in stolen bases. He has 11. And a squibbler foul, no play. Grabbed by Johnny Bateman. Expos have been very pleased with the defensive work of John Bateman as compared to previous years. They credit it to his weight-reducing program. Bateman, 32 pounds lighter this year than last. They call it the Gene Mock system. It only costs you $800. Gene said at $100 a pound overweight, it's pretty easy to lose weight. You'd worry it off. You wouldn't have to worry about dieting it off. Two strike count on Cleon Jones. Bud Harrelson on first. One out. First inning. We're just underway. It's a legal holiday in Canada, and we have a standing room crowd. Now throw to first. A stoneman keeps an eye on Bud Harrelson. One thing we notice about Bud Harrelson this year in his stolen bases, he has been getting a much bigger lead than he ever has in the past. Bud has stolen 11 bases in just 13 attempts. That infield might be just a little bit slow to run on. And a throw to first base. They did have a lot of rain yesterday. No rain today, but the infield looks to be a little bit soft. The center fielder, Jim Ferry, is playing Cleon Jones to hit the ball toward the alley in right center. He plays him several strides toward right center. And the pitch. Foul ball back toward our broadcasting booth. No play. down the backstop screen. Fans here in Montreal have a great time, just as they do at Shea Stadium. They are very much a part of the ballgame. Now Stoneman delivers. And a high pop-up that's playable near home plate. Bateman gets rid of the mask. Near the plate and foul ground, he takes it for the out. And Cleon could have hit that one in the saddle. Art Chamsky will be the hitter. Art hitting at 319 with four home runs and 15 runs batted in. Chamsky has four home runs in his last five ball games. Mets have been rained out twice on this road trip. They played their first 32 games this year without a rain out. One game rained out in Chicago. Yesterday's game rained out in Philadelphia. Now the second baseman, Marv Staley of the Expos, shades toward the hole on the right side of the infield against Shamsky, a pole hitter. Outside and high ball one, throw to first, not in time. Bud Harrelson scooting back to first with the crowd reacting and applauding John Bateman for trying to pick off Bud Harrelson. 
Ken Boswell is on deck. Now the pitcher on the way, a swing and a miss and a slow curveball. Bill Stoneman changing up off of his curve and the count is even. Nolan Ryan has rejoined the ball club. He was away in Texas doing military duty over the weekend. Now Ron Fairley holds against Bud Harrelson. The count 1-1 to Archamsky. A throw to first. Harrelson diving to get back. That brings the ooze and the eyes from the crowd. There's no doubt about the fact that Montreal knows that the Mets have been running because of the discussion up here and also the stories have been on the fact whether Bateman will be able to stop the Mets' running attack. Mets have been running against every ball club in the major leagues. Let's see if they can run on Johnny Bateman. And Harrelson has picked off. They had him in a rundown. Fairley runs Bud Harrelson towards second, gives the ball to Bobby Wine. Wine runs him back to first base. And now the ball goes to Fairley who bags him out. Or Harrelson misread him and gets picked off. Play goes. Stoneman to Fairley to Wine to the pitcher who made the tag near first base. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. That's the first time this year Bud has been picked up trying to build that lead. And the score in the middle of the first inning, the New York Mets nothing, and the Montreal Expos coming to bat. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kaner and Lindsey Nelson, last of the first in Montreal. Gary Gentry pitching for the New York Mets. Gary 4-1 on the year with a 1.7 earned run average. And Marv Staley leads off. The second baseman batting left takes it outside, ball one. Marv Staley in 25 games batting at 262. Staley choking up on the handle of the bat. And Gentry's fastball is in for a call strike. It's 1-1. One one. Gary's last outing in Chicago. He had a no-hitter until two were out of the eighth inning when Ernie Banks singled to left field. Gary wound up with a one-hit shutout. Now the 1-1 delivery and a curve hit in the air to left center field. Tommy Agee got up in and over toward the alley makes the catch. One out and nobody on coming up to hit Mac Jones, the left fielder. Mac hitting 242. Gary Gentry, in 52 innings of pitching this year, has allowed only 29 base hits. The Mets team earns on average is now down to 2.8, following three consecutive shutouts. Now Gentry out of his windup, here's the pitch. Curve is high. Last year, as the Mets won the world championship, their pitching staff, considered to be the best, had an overall team earned run average of 2.99. Fly ball, well hit the left field by Matt Jones. Cleon running toward the line, and he drops him for a base hit. Jones is on his way to second, and he's under the double. Uh, Matt Jones, a pro hitter, they're playing way around the right, and he hit a fly ball right down the left field line. Cleon, after a long run, had to blow it on the hop, just inside the line. A fly ball double down the left field line by left-hand hitter Mac Jones. Brings up Rusty Staff. Rusty, a good hitter. He's hitting 313 with four home runs and 20 runs batted in. So far this year, the Expos have been a better ball club on the road than they have been at home. They are 9 and 13 on the road. They've lost 8 of 11 at home. But those early home losses came when they were going so bad. Fastball inside ball one. 
As we mentioned, the Expos had a disastrous start, losing 10 of their first 11. But since then, they've played 500 ball, 11 and 11. And they've just come back off of a trip in which they won four of six games. Pitch by Gentry, curve, misses the outside corner. Two balls and no strikes to Rusty Stock. Gary Gentry has won four and lost one. Let's have the outfield around to right against Rusty Stout. He can pull the ball. And a fastball over at the letters of strike. It's two and one. Tomorrow night and Wednesday night, the last two games of this road trip for New York, we'll be broadcasting and televising both of the games back to New York. Jimmy Bregan coaching at first, and Dick Williams on the lines at third. Foul back toward the screen. Jerry Grody working behind the plate. In the infield, Gil has Art Shamsky playing first. Ken Boswell at second. Bud Harrelson at short, and Joe Foy at third. Leon Jones in left field, Tommy Agee in center, and Dave Marshall is playing right field. A standing room crowd all the way around the outfield. And the pitch. Fouled back over into the crowd. No play. The left field bleachers are completely filled. And the overflow, the standing crowd, now stretches from the point where the bleachers end in left center. Behind the fence in center field. And all the way behind the fence to the right field, almost to the, to the scoreboard area. Right up to the bullpen. And the pitch on the way. Too high and Stab lets it go. So Gentry now has worked the count full, three and two on Rusty Stop. One away, a runner on second, no score, last of the first inning. Ron Fairley is the on-deck batter. Pitching three and two, ball four. He missed inside with a fastball. Hitting at 273 and batting cleanup for the Expos. Now will hit against Gary Gentry with two men on. Barry was with the Badgers 11 and a half years before being traded to Montreal. After he came to the Expos last year, he did a good job. Had a good year. The on-deck hitter is Jim Perry, also a former Dodger. Now Gentry pitches from the stretch. Breaking ball off the outside corner. One ball and no strikes. Let's have the infield hoping for a chance to make the double play. Bud Harrelson shaded towards second. And Joe Foy very wide of the line of third against the left-hand hitter. Fastball outside. Two balls and no strikes. Expos have a threat here in the first inning. Mac Jones with a fly ball double is on second. Rusty Staub with a walk is on first. Now Gentry behind on Ron Fairley delivers. Fastball in a call strike two and one. Jerry Grody sends out the information now to Gary Gentry. A.G. leans a bit more toward right center against Ron Fairley. And the pitch. Too high. Gentry working behind the cleanup batter. Three and one. Now, Ron Fairley with a count three and one. Will really be tightening the grip on that bat handle and looking for a pitch to hit. 
Let's keep an eye on the base runners. Mac Jones on second, Stab on first. The 3-1 delivery. High pop-up in foul ground may go out of play. Back comes Jerry Grody hoping it's in the crowd. The count goes to three and two. This is the only day game in the major leagues. Let's start the afternoon only two percentage points behind the Cubs in the Eastern Division. Now the count three and two. Again, we'll check the runners. They were holding up on the three-one delivery. Grody has a strong arm. Neither base runner exceptionally fast. Here's the stretch. The runners are going. The pitch fouled. Right straight back. No play. So on three and two, Gene Mark had him going. Here's a pretty good question for you. If you had to pick who had the most stolen bases on the Expos, who would you pick? Well, I know the answer, but I wouldn't pick it. Rusty Staub has six out of seven, and Ron Ferry, the hitter, has five out of five, and neither one of them are fast. Three and two on Ron Fairley. Mac Jones on second, Rusty Staub on first. And Fairley has something in his eyes, so he steps out of the batter's box for a moment. Jim Ferry, a left-hand hitter and the center fielder, is the on-deck batter. Aging now is pulled far over into right center against Fairley, the left-hand pull hitter. Let's check the runners as Gentry makes the stretch. Pickoff attempt, throw to second, he's back. Pretty close play, Mac Jones had to hurry to get back. Bud Harrelson darting in to take the peg from Gary Gentry. It's three and two on Ron Fairley, last of the first. The runners edge away. The runners are going. The pitch is high. That loads the bases. So on a base hit, a double, and two walks, the Expos have the bases loaded. One out. Jim Ferry, left-hand hitter, batting 245 with two home runs and seven runs batted in. And Gary Gentry has dug a deep hole for himself here in the first inning. An overflow crowd at Jerry Park on Queen Victoria Day in Canada. Now Gentry looking into Grody for his sign. He works off the stretch and a swing and a miss strike one. He went after a high hard one. Mac Jones is now on third, Rusty Stab on second, and Ron Fairley is on first. Ferry hits left-handed again. A.G. plays him over to right center. Bud Harrelson shades towards second. Foy on the even with the bag, but wide of the line at third. Fastball, a strike on the outside corner. And Gentry, bearing down to his task now, has the advantage. Coco LeBoy, the third baseman, is the on-deck hitter. First time in five batters that Gentry has been ahead of the hitter. Now the stretch by Gentry. He makes the one-second stop. Here's the pitch. And a ground ball hit to Betty Harrelson. He flips the ball to Boswell. One to first base. Double play on the side is out. 6-4-3 as Harrelson starts the double play that erases the threat. That's a big one. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two left on. At the end of one inning, the New York Mets nothing and the Montreal Expos nothing. Wanted at the efficient gate, please. Paul Canute and Mr. Leonard Stunek. And Mademoiselle Gislaine Gassier. 
Art Shamsky will resume his time at bat. Art was hitting when Bud Harrelson was picked off and put out in a rundown play between first and second. Bud retired the side in the top of the first inning. Boy, it's marvelous weather here around, much better than we had in Chicago and Philadelphia. I got a kick out of Ron Fairley. We were talking about what a great day it was today, and he said it's the best day we had. In fact, he said, would you believe that we played a game out here and they treated one customer for frostbite? Well, it has been less than two weeks ago, about ten days ago, they had something like five or six inches of snow in the ballpark. He said they played a game when the temperature was down to 16 degrees. That's too cold. I suggest that you wear your turtleneck for the game tomorrow night. Art Shamsky. Art Shamsky will be leading off against chunky right-hander Bill Stoneman. Stoneman, a curveball pitcher. Out of his wind-up delivers. Curve, pull, foul. Back toward Kenny Boswell in the on-deck circle. The Expos are managed by Gene Mock. First of all, peppery little skipper. He uses Jimmy Bregan and Dick Williams on the coaching lines. His pitching coach is Cal McClish. Now the wind-up and the pitch to Sham fouled off the outside corner, beg your pardon. One ball, one strike. There is a huge public park out beyond the outfield fence here in the Jerry Park area. Tremendous swimming pool over beyond the right field fence. The 1-1 delivery is taken high at 2-1. Last year, Willie Stargell of the Pirates hit one so far over the right field fence and landed in the swimming pool. Gene Mock insists that it had to travel 687 and a half feet. Now Stoneman winding the pitch thrown to Shamsky. Foul back into the screen, 2-2. Two two. You see people just lolling around out in the park area. Every now and then somebody goes by on horseback. Crowd here today will be near 29,000. It could even be a record crowd. Every seat has been sold, standing room only. Now the wind-up, the 2-2 delivery. Swing and a mess, he got it. That's the second strikeout for Bill Stoneman, and it brings up Ken Boswell. This is a legal holiday in Canada. All of the government office buildings are closed. However, the stores are open. Ken Boswell. Now Ken Boswell. In the National League tonight, Philadelphia will be at Pittsburgh. Jim Bunning against Bob Moose. The Cubs play at Cincinnati with Bill Hands going against Ray Washburn. Ground ball bounced on the right side of the diamond, fielded by Marv Staley. He flips the ball to Ron Fairley, two down. Two outs and nobody on. Dave Marshall coming up. Dave hitting 289 with 10 runs batted in. Cincinnati yesterday won a doubleheader from the Atlanta Braves to solidify their hold in the Western Division. They lead by six. St. Louis will be in Houston tonight. Bob Gibson against seven-game winner Larry Durker. Yesterday, Jim Merritt won his eighth. Now the wind-up by Stoneman and a slow curve. It's over. Strike one call, and he's getting his curveball over. The Dodgers play in San Diego tonight. Sandy Vance against Dan Coombs. The outfield around toward right. 
And Marshall pops the ball up on the right side of the infield. Ron Fairley in between first and second has it for the out. Well, a very strong inning for Bill Stoneman. Let's go down one and three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And the score in the middle of the second here is Jerry Park in Montreal. The New York Mets nothing and the Montreal Expos nothing. Coco Leboy comes up against Gary Gentry, bottom half of the second. In the American League, the Orioles and the Yankees play in the stadium. Mike Cuellar against Fritz Peterson. Birds have a six-game lead in the division. Yankees have been playing very well. Tigers will be in Boston. The Tigers trying to snap a five-game losing streak. They'll pitch Joe Necro against Sonny Siebert. Now Gentry winding. Here's the pitch on the way. Fouled. Back over the press box. No play. Cleveland at Washington. The Senators have dropped nine in a row. Tonight it's Barry Moore against George Brunette. Minnesota at Kansas City. Jim Cott against Bill Butler in California at Chicago. Andy Messersmith against Billy Wynn. Now the pitch to Coco, and the fastball is over to strike one call. Coco LeBoy hitting at 143. This time last year, he was tearing up the league. He had an outstanding rookie season. Now Gentry is siding in. Slider off the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. Johnny Bateman is the on-deck batter. Then the shortstop, Bobby Wine. The one-two pitch. Fastball off the outside corner, two and two. Metzer and Shea, Friday night playing the Cubs. Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and a big doubleheader on Sunday. Then the St. Louis Cardinals come into Shea. Curve hit foul, deep down the left field line. He was way out in front. Cardinals will be in New York for three games, two night games and a day game in the middle of the week. The 26th, 27th, and 28th of May. Then the Astros for a four-game weekend series, including a Sunday doubleheader. Swing and a miss. He got him. Good fastball by Gary Gentry. Now Johnny Bateman. Coming into this game, Gary Gentry, in 52 innings, had 43 strikeouts. As a pitching staff, in 312 innings, the Mets have 248 strikeouts. Now a swing and a miss by Johnny Bateman, strike one. The last run scored off the Mets was on a home run by Johnny Bateman back on May 12th. Pitch by Gentry, curve out the outside corner, one ball, one strike. And if he hits one here, you're going to get a letter from every superstitious fan in New York. Now, there's nobody superstitious in baseball. Here's the 1-1 delivery. Fastball, low and outside, 2-1. I'll take my chances. You weren't superstitious when you played, were you? Never stepped on the lines. That's the only thing that I really had anything going for me on. Oh, that didn't count. It's two and one as Gentry triggers it. And a strike on the outside corner. A good-looking fastball, two and two. John Bateman umpiring the pitch did not agree with the man behind the plate, Dick Stello. That one other one that I think is pretty good. I'd like to touch all the bases on a home run. It behooves you to do so. The 2-2 delivery, foul back toward the screen and out of play. 
one thing about it, when you hit it far enough, you can take your time to look for the base. You don't have to worry about missing it. You'd be surprised how many times you miss first base, all trying to watch the ball go out of the ballpark. You're not supposed to admire them, you're just supposed to hit them. <laughs> it's two and two now on Johnny Bateman. Now Gentry sights in, down comes the pitch. Foul, back toward our broadcasting booth, no play. I believe, Ralph, that you can get a line drive off foul ball back into this broadcasting booth that you couldn't handle with a pencil. Very easily. Tighten up your grip on that pencil and swing away. Now the 2-2 delivery and a base hit through the hole. What a curveball. Leon Jones comes in, picks it up. Bateman is on with a single event. For the Expos, their second hit, the batter will be Bobby Wine. Wine hitting a 209 has two homers and 11 RBIs. Bobby, an excellent fielder with a powerful throwing arm from East Northport, Long Island. He has made an excellent comeback following surgery for a slip disc. Now the pitch by Gentry. Fastball just misses ball one. Before the ball game, he was talking with Art Chamsky, who has back trouble, and showing him a special type brace that he wears. And he also has another thing that he wears in cold weather that fits around to keep his back warm. Foul, back over the screen, no play. That's probably the most important thing, a thing of all, is keeping your back warm when you have a problem like that. Art Chamsky certainly goes through all the precautions. He gets a special rub down with the kind of blenament that they use for the pitcher's shoulders. To keep his back good and warm, particularly in this early part of the year when we have some chilly weather. The 1-1 delivery, low and outside, 2-1. No score, last of the second. An overflow crowd at Jerry Park in Montreal for the opening game of this three-game series. Now Gentry's pitch to Bobby Wine. He gets the outside corner, a call strike. Crowd really turning out to see the world champions in action against the Montreal Expos. What a day to play. High cloud cover, but it's warm. It's near 70 degrees. And the wind is not a factor in the game. 2-2 delivery, fouled. Back over the dugout, behind first and up into the crowd. I want to stay close to you tonight, Ralph, so we go to one of those French restaurants. You can read the menu for me. I have a little trouble. Two-two delivery. Lined hard into center field. A piece hit by Bobby Wine. Agee grabs it on the first skip. Bateman will stop at second. And the Expos are threatening again. They have runners on first and second. One out. Starting out today, as though it's going to be a struggle for Gary Gentry. So Bill Stroman, the Montreal pitcher, comes up. Gary Gentry confers with Joe Foy as they work out how they want to play this bunch situation. Now Grody goes out to the mound. Mars Staley, the second baseman and leadoff batter, waiting on deck. Staley has been going good as a hitter. Let's see how Gene Mark plays it. Bill Stoneman, not known for his hitting prowess, has had one hit in 16 times at bat. And Art Shamsky comes up the line now toward home looking for the buck. Bateman, the runner on second, is slow. 
Harrelson will try and keep him close to the pitch. Full swing and a foul ball back up toward the press box. Well, because Johnny Bateman is a very slow afoot, Gene Mock, I imagine, decided to take his chances and swing away. Runners on first and second, one man down. Now let's see if they have him swinging away or if they change the play. Bill Stallman is not sure, Ralph. He wants to get out of there and check with Dick Williams, the coach at third. Well, there's one thing you really want to know, and that's the correct sign of what you have to do in this situation. Let's still look for the bunt. He does try to bunt and misses strike two. So it was changed, and again, Stoneman takes a good hard look. Now let's see if they have him try to bunt the third strike, knowing that if he bunts it foul, he's a strikeout victim. Getting back to that French menu, just remember that poison doesn't mean what you think it means. Doesn't mean poison, huh? That's right. Don't get nervous. You're a big friend and a big help, and I'm glad to be with you. Now Gentry, in the set position, delivers high and outside. What does it mean, Ralph? Just don't get into that. Oh, all right. How do you pronounce it? Poule? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. All right. Maybe we better take Lindsay with us. The one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. He got him. Now there are two away. Two outs and two on. No score. Second inning. Marv Staley, the leadoff batter, comes up against Gary Gentry. Marv Staley, good little competitor. Left-hand hitter. Batting at 259 with eight runs batted in. Gene Mack has been platooning Gary Sutherland and Marv Staley at second base. So for the second inning in a row, Gary Gentry trying to dig out of a hole. Expos had the bases loaded in the first inning. Curve, a swing, and a miss strike one. Left fielder, Mac Jones, is on deck. In the outfield, the Mets play Staley straight away. He will hit the ball from line to line. Bud Harrelson shades toward second. And Joe Foy is even with the bag wide of the line at third. Now the pitch. Fastball inside, one ball and one strike to Staley. Last year here at Jerry Park, the Mets won six of the nine. And the pitch on the way. Fastball high, it's two and one. Gary does not have the control that he enjoyed his last outing in Chicago, but then again, how often can you have that kind of control? It's two and one on Marv Staley. Two runners take a lead. And a drive toward the alley in right center field is going to be in for a base hit. Taken on a hop by Dave Marshall, a run will score, and the Expos lead. Ball gets loose, and Staley goes to second. Boy grabs it, and the Expos runners on second and third, and a run home. Cody scored a single and second on the throw for Marv Staley. Ball was not hit hard, but it was perfectly placed in the alley in right center. Marshall and Agee both made a long run for him. Mac Jones is the hitter with runners on second and third. One run in. Expos lead. One nothing. Expos now have one run on three hits here in the last of the second. 
Jones, a dangerous hitter. Curve is over, a strike call. Well, the Mets pitching staff had gone 29 scoreless innings before yielding that run. First run scored against the pitching staff on the road trip. Let's play the infield and the outfield, rather deep and around to right against Mac Jones. He hit a fly ball double right down the left field line his first time up. And he's hit by the pitch, and that loads him up. Breaking ball got away from Gary Gentry. The bases are loaded, and Rusty Stab is coming up. Well, this is quite a moment of this ball game. Things could get out of hand. Right here, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is your New York Mets baseball station in Saratoga Springs, New York. WKAJ-FM 102.3 on your dial. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kainer and Lindsey Nelson, last of the second in Montreal. This is a big moment in this game. Expos lead 1-0, but they have the bases loaded two down and their best hitter up, Rusty Staub. Don Cardwell runs down to the bullpen to start warming up. Now the wind-up by Gentry, here's the pitch. Popped up and is playable near third base. Joe Foy in foul ground is under it. Makes the catch and the side is out. So Gentry has the answer in the gym and gets the big hitter to Rusty Staub. One run, three hits, no errors, and three left on. Expos have left five in the first two innings. The score at the end of two at Jerry Park. The Montreal Expos won and the New York Mets nothing. Well, with the plane of the Sheik of Araby in the background, I introduce to you Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Ralph Kiner, and hello again, everybody. On a national holiday here in Montreal, the fans are packed and jammed into this baseball park. The Expos have taken a one-nothing lead, and Joe Foy is coming up to lead off for the New York Mets. Foy up for his first time this afternoon, hitting 220. Batting seventh, a third baseman, number five. Joe Foy. Foy has one home run, and he has 12 runs batted in. Right-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher, Bill Stoneman. Stoneman into the motion. Here's the pitch. Curveball, and it's in there for a call strike. Jerry Grody is waiting on deck. Ken Stoneman takes a sign. And the pitch to four misses way outside and low. It's 1-1. The officials of the Expos were aware that they might very well have one of their big all-time crowds here this afternoon, and they got it. 1-1 delivery. Breaks low and away. 2-1. On this corresponding date last year, this particular holiday... The Expos were on the road, so they didn't have the advantage of the opportunity to draw a big holiday crowd on this date last year. 2-1 pitch, and it's in there for a call strike. It's 2-2. Two two. Stoneman came with a fastball. They shade Foy around a little toward right. Montreal won the Mets nothing. Here's a swing and a ground ball foul. It hops over the Mets dugout behind first and on up into the lower field boxes. The grandstand here is one deck uncovered. 
this entire area, not only the ballpark, but this entire area is Jerry Park. 2-2 pitch, curveball, hit on the ground, back to the mound. Taken by Stoneman. He goes over to first to Ron Fairley and this one away. That is just scribbled right off the end of Foy's bat, and he'll bring up Jerry Grody. We will be back on side two to continue the game. You know, it takes performance, style, and power to make a championship team and a championship car. Plymouth has what it takes to be the official car of the Mets. The catcher, number 15, Jerry Brody. Brody's up for his first time, hitting 193 with five runs batted in. Stoneman, and six losses. Foul back, and it's out of play. So it goes to strike one. Jerry Gentry wearing the jacket is on deck. The Mets were rained out yesterday in Philadelphia, came directly to Montreal. Pitch breaks high, it's 1-1. at their hotel sometime around 6 p.m. We're in the top half of the third inning. Now the 1-1 pitch. Breaks low and away. Stoneman goes 2-1 to Jerry Grody. The Mets do not yet have a base hit off Bill Stoneman in this ballgame. Gentry has struggled through the first two innings getting out with only one run being scored against him. 2-1 pitch. Curveball, it's high. So now Stoneman goes behind 3-1 to Grody. The fans here in Montreal have really taken to big league baseball. They're responsive. They enjoy it to the fullest. Here's a 3-1 delivery. Swung on and missed, so it's out full now at 3-2. Makes you wonder what they would do if they had a ball club in Toronto, their other major city out here on this side of Canada. I know when I played there in 1943, Montreal was very responsive to minor league baseball. Of course, they had minor league ball here, too. This will be a payoff pitch. And it's low, they walked him. So the Mets pick up a base runner on the second walk issue here today by Bill Stoneman. He walked Harrison the first Let's inning, and then Harrison was caught out. Also, uh, Gary Gentry. Batting ninth, the pitcher, number 39, Gary Gentry. Gentry is one for 15. He has one run batted in, and he is hitting point zero six seven. baseman Coco Lavoie comes in on the edge of the grass. Gentry squares, bunts and misses, strike one, and going back to first is Grody. The sacrifice was on with A.G. on deck. There's one man out. The Montreal Expos one and the New York Mets nothing. The Mets two percentage points. Back of the division-leading Chicago Cubs. Here's the pitch outside. Again, Gentry was around. As though to bunt, and Fairley was charging hard. Missed post at first base. 
but it was out of the strike zone, so it's one and one. Mets will be here again tomorrow night, again on Wednesday night. And they come back to New York, opening up on Friday night against Leo DeRoche's Chicago Cubs at Shea Stadium. Third of first, not in time. That series ends with a Sunday doubleheader. Mets and the Cubs, Sunday the 24th at Shea. Here's the pitch now. It's low and away. Gentry again was around the bunt. It's two balls and a strike. They're really putting the pressure on with the first baseman charging very strongly and the third baseman starting from a very shallow position coming in very closely. It'd have to take a good bunt to move the runner down to second. Stoneman's gone behind now with a count of two balls and one strike. LaVoy stays in on the grass at third. Here's the pitch. Gentry squares. Bunch the ball foul. Off to the right side out of play. So the count's even at 2-2. Next Saturday, the Mets and the Chicago Cubs will be playing at Shea Stadium, and that'll be Lutheran Day. 4,000 Lutheran church members will be on hand. The Houston Astros will be at Shea Friday night, May 29th, for American Legion Night. 5,000 American Legionnaires will be at Shea on Friday night, May 29th. Goody leads it first. 2-2 two -two pitches around and pulls the bat off the ball out of the strike zone. Three and two and Bateman questions the call of umpire Dick Shallow and here comes Gene Mock. Not to question Shallow. The Expos are contending that Gentry bunted at the ball and now they're asking the opinion of Al Barlick down at first base and Barlick seems to be indicating that he thinks he did. Now Yogi Berra is talking to Barlick standing there, hands on hips is Gentry. He's been up one time, was called on, on strikes. Grody takes his lead at first. Stoneman off the stretch, throws over Grody's back. There's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. Well, many things happen progressively during the course of any uh, special trade or profession, and for many years, it was sort of a secret sign that the umpires on the bases gave to the plate umpire to assist him in making a call on a check swing or a half swing. It was prearranged uh, between them. Pitch is high for a ball. So it was something that went on, but you didn't know exactly how. Now the umpires openly ask for assistance. The manager can require them to ask. And I certainly have never seen so many decisions reversed as we've seen already this year. Here's a swing and a foul ball, back and out of play. It's one and two. In the old days, Lindsay, the umpire behind home plate felt that if he didn't make all the calls, and it appeared that way, that he would not have the authority that he 
figured he had. I can't see Bill Clem ever asking another umpire if he <laughs> could get any help. This will be a one-two pitch. Curveball, and it's high. Two and two. I can't see Bill Clem changing his call even if the umpires at both corners signal otherwise. Bill Clem was the dean of the umpires and recognized as a person who never made a bad call. He said he never missed one in his heart. This will be a 2-2 pitch. Foul back, and it's out of play. As far as Frankie Fish was concerned, he missed a few. <laughs> they had a marvelous feud between them. Dead or alive, you're out of the game. <laughs> One of my favorite umpire stories. <laughs> sort of first, not in time. Harrison's waiting on deck. Two men out. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and loose out into center field. And this is going to be in there for a base hit. Goody's on his way to third. Jim Ferris up for the ball, plays it into second. Standing at third is Goody, and on at first is Agee with a looping single into center. That'll bring up Bud Harrelson. Story I'm talking about is between Bill Clem and Frankie Frisch, and a call was made by Clem, and Frisch, just in mock horror, stiffened and fell over backwards and lay very still. And, of course, nobody knew really what had happened to him, and the players all gathered in the trainer, and Frisch was lying very motionless, and... Clem stood it as long as he could, and then he walked over and he leaned over very quietly and said, Dutchman, dead or alive, you're out of the game. Runners at first and third. The pitch to Harrison breaks low and inside for a ball. Another one he pulled was when a batter didn't like a call, he threw the bat up in the air, and he said, if that bat comes down, you're out of the game. <laughs> Harrison's been up one time, drew a walk. Brody's the runner at third, A.G. at first. The Expos are leading the Mets by a score of one to nothing. We're in the top of the third. Sonman sets up now. Checks. Here's the pitch. Turned him inside at the shoulder. So it's two and zero. Oh. Leon Jones is on deck. Nolan Ryan has rejoined the Mets. He was away for weekend military duty. Might very well be the starter in tomorrow night's game. Tom Seaver will be pitching for the Mets here on Wednesday night. 2-0 pitch. Inside, it's 3-0 now to Harrison. Stoneman comes down to uh, question the call, and Bateman back over his shoulder saying a word or two. Bateman coming back now has a word or two to say to umpire Dick Stello. Stello is the junior member of this particular umpiring quartet. A.G. at first, Grody at third, a 3-0 pitch. He walked him, turned him inside. The bases are loaded for Cleon Jones. That's the third walk issued by Stoneman, two of them to Bud Harrelson. Jones has been up one time, and he fouled out to the catcher. Cleon with a season's average of 184. But in a spot right here where a base hit could do the Mets cause a lot of good, the Expos are leading him by a score of one to nothing. 
a sunny afternoon here in Montreal. Comfortably warm, some cloud cover overhead. Runners lead at first, second, and third. Stoneman takes the sign working straight away. End of the motion, the pitch to Cleon Jones. Curve ball and it's high. Archansky's on deck and here comes manager Gene Mock out of the dugout and going to the mound. Organist Fernand Lapierre strikes up a tune, uh, started giving a little cadence for Gene Mott to march to as he was on the way out to the mound. More than one general manager in the National League has offered to trade the Montreal Expos out of their organist. announcer is bilingual Claude Mouton, and I know he's sorry that Angel Hermoso is no longer with the Expos, because he used to get described practically out in the aisles the way he pronounced the name, Angel Hermoso. Now march back to the dugout, the bases are loaded. Ball one is the count to Cleon Jones as Bill Stoneman looks in for a sign. Mid runners lead at first, second, and third, Stoneman steps back off the rubber. Cleon has stepped out at the plate. Now Jones settles himself back in. Brody at third, A.G. at second. Bud Harrelson is at first. 1-0 pitch. Chuck swing foul ball, off and out of play. So it's one and one now to Cleon Jones. We're going to get a little action down in the bullpen of the Montreal Expos here in the top half of the third. Howie Reed. Here's the pitch to Jones. And it's in there. Fastball down the pipe for a call strike. Jones took it and it's one and two. Right hand to Howie Reed throwing down there for Montreal. So the count has gone out of one ball and two strikes to Cleon. Again, catcher John Bateman sends out a sign. The bases are loaded with two men out. Here's a one-two pitch. Swung on and foul back. He's still alive. Just got a little of it. Jones in the throes of a batting slump. Trying to battle his way out. One of the problems with the batting slump is frequently you take the good pitches and swing on the bad ones. Jones back in now. Steps out and now comes back in. Defensively, they shade him a little toward right these days. Bill Stoneman's one-two delivery. Montreal one and the match nothing. 
We're at Jerry Park in Montreal. It's the Mets and the Expos going to the bottom of the third. First baseman, Ron Fairley. Ron Fairley, the first baseman's coming up. Then up one time and drew a walk. He's hitting 293. Make that 273. Jerry Gentry with the pitch. High and away for a ball. Gentry has struggled through the first two innings. The Expos had the bases loaded in each of the first two innings. Scored one run in the second. Don Cardwell was warming up at the finish of the second for the Mets. Here is a pitch low. Gentry goes behind 2-0. In his last previous appearance, Gentry had the one-hitter, the strong one-hitter, against the Chicago Cubs. Now the 2-0 pitch to Ron Fairley. Swung on, hit high in the air down the right field line, curving over toward the stands, and it's going to go into the seats and out of play. Dave Marshall came over. Marshall's in right field today, and Art Chamsky's playing first base. As manager Gil Hodges has gone back to platooning. The Mets platoon last year right on up through the championship playoff and the World Series. They platooned themselves to the World Championship. Here's a swing and a foul ball off and out of play. Jimmy Bragan, the coach at first, stops it and tosses it back out to Gentry. A count of two balls and two strikes. Fans are standing two and three deep all around the outfield fence. It's a low wire fence, and beyond it, there's standing room. Curveball, it's high. So it goes three and two now to Ron Fairley with Jim Barry on deck. Fans are sitting on the ground down in front of the lowest rows of the bleachers on and left. Swimming pool considerably beyond the right field fence here. It's 340 feet to the foul pole and 368 to a point out in front of the scoreboard. Willie Stargell of the Pirates last year hit one into the swimming pool. Here's the pitch. Swung on it in the air to center field and A.G. goes back. He's there. Plenty of room. And he makes the catch. It's 420 feet to the low wire fence and straightaway center. One away here in the bottom of the third, and Jim Ferry is coming up now. Put up one time, and he hit into a double play. So when he shot the side, the center fielder, Jim Ferry. Here's the pitch. Inside for a ball. It is a legal holiday in Canada, so that all the government offices are closed today. Most of the smaller shops are closed. The larger department stores are open. Pitches in for a call strike. It's one and one. One man out, nobody on base. Jerry Gentry's pitch swung on. Fouled out to the left side, out of play. Cola Boy is waiting on deck. We'll be broadcasting and televising tomorrow night at 
8 o'clock, New York time. Now pitching misses outside. Dan McGowan will be pitching tomorrow night for the Expos. He's the left-hander who defeated Tom Seaver and the Mets last week in New York. Here's a 2-2 pitch. Swung on, fouled off. He jammed him. It's right off the handle. Coming back out of play, and the count holds it 2-2. Carl Morton will be pitching on Wednesday night here for the Expos against the Mets' Tom Seaver. Gary Gentry offers 2-2. Swung on, fouled off. The count continues. Montreal won the Mets nothing. Some of the younger ball players who had not been here often, if at all, having a great time on the bus coming out with the French signs, trying out their high school French. Here's a 2-2 pitch, curveball. It's in the other center field. Aichi comes up and makes the catch. Two men are out. Line drive out there, and Coco Lavoie is coming up now. He's been up one time and struck out. Coco is hitting 141 for the season. He's been in the throw to a batting slump. He's had six runs batted in this year. Spent nine years in the minors in the St. Louis Cardinal system before being obtained by the Expos in the expansion draft. Curveball, swung on and missed, strike one. Grody flashes a sign for Gentry. Pitches on the corner for a call strike two. 0 and 2 to Lavoy. And the 0 2 pitch. Took a lot off of it, got him out in front, and struck him out. So Gentry, as his third strikeout, he got the side in order. First strong inning he's had. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And at the end of three full innings of play, the score is the Expos won in the Mets setting. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Cantor and Bob Heffy in Montreal. Through three innings of play, the Expos are leading the Mets by a score of one to nothing, and now Art Shamsky's coming up. He's been up one time, and he's struck out. The capacity, the listed capacity of this ballpark is 28,456. I guess we have uh, considerably more than that. Here's a pitch outside. 1-0. Ken Boswell is next in the Met batting order. Stoneman's pitch. Breaks inside low, and it's 2-0. He did quite a job here, Lindsay, in putting this park up because it was just a little playground park and had capacity of about 5,000 seats. They added on all the other seats and made a very attractive ballpark out of it. Here's a 2-0 pitch, and it's in there for a call strike. Well, you're exactly right. It was a playground ballpark, and the capacity really the, the, at that time was 2,500. And when word got to... Uh, some of the people around the National League that they had exceeding capacity of 2,500, they said, you mean 25,000? They said, no, you mean 2,500. But they uh, certainly did a great job in getting it together. 
Here's a swing and a drive out into center field, and Jim Ferry is there to make the catch. Shamsky has gone out to center for the first out in the fourth inning, and Ken Boswell is up. Been up one time, and he grounded out second to first. Smith have had only one base hit off Bill Stoneman. That was a single, a looping single by A.G. to center field in the third inning. And that's had the bases loaded then with two men out, and Cleon Jones struck out to end the inning. came up empty and turning and holding it first is Ken Boswell with a ground single to right. The second hit for the Mets off Bill Stoneman. Coming up now is Dave Marshall. Dave Marshall. Marshall's been up one time and he popped out to first base. Sets up, checks the runner at first. Curveball, and it's low. Stoneman has struck out four and walked three here this afternoon. One out delivery, and it's in for a call strike. We were saying at the outset of the broadcast that this is the first time that. The reigning world champions of baseball ever appeared here. Last year, of course, was the first time that there was a major league franchise in Montreal. That pitch is low for a ball. So it's two and one. And the reigning world champions during last season were the Detroit Tigers, who were not here. Boswell leads at first. 2-1 pitch. Swung on and hit up the alley in left center. Moving over is Mac Jones, and he can't get it. It's in between. Boswell is coming to third. He'll come home. Marshall's on his way to third. Maybe a play on him. Run scores for the third. Marshall's out at third base. Marshall's out at third base. Tied 1-1, but the relay got Marshall. He's credited with a double and a run batted in, but the relay cut him down at third as he went sliding in. Coco LaVoy got the tag on it. Joe Foyle's coming up now. There's nobody on base. Two men out. First baseman, Joe Foyle. run down out in the track and it was 8-6-5 on the relay Jim Ferry to Bobby Wine to Coco LeBoy now Foy is up here's a pitch curveball high Ferry to Wine to LeBoy so it's a double and a run battered in for Marshall a big foot out for the Expos Going away for a ball. 
be. So the Mets, instead of having the go-ahead run on a third with one man out, have nobody on with two men out. Base hits back-to-back for the Mets for the first time in the ballgame. 2-0 pitch to Foy. Curveball is high. Bill Stoneman goes behind 3-0, and Jerry Grody is waiting on deck. It's high. Walked him. That's the fourth walk given up by Stoneman today. Here's the Mets of base runner with two away and Grody, the batter. He's been up one time and drew a walk on that occasion. Grody is hitting 193. Carefree spring driving is as close as your nearest Rayco Auto Service Center. Put your car in the hands of a Rayco expert. You'll keep your car looking sharp, running smooth, stopping safe. A right-hand batter is in and waiting. Ron Fairley, the first baseman for Montreal, holds against the runner. Joe Foy leading off the bag. Throw over. Foy is back safely. The pitch is in for a call strike through the second, and he is safe. Boy, has a stolen base. Bateman's throw in and on a hop. It is 10 of 12 now for Foy. His 10th stolen base in 12 attempts. The Mets has a club 41 of 53. It was a curveball that he ran on. It was in the strike zone. Grody laid off, so the count is strike one. and goes out for a word with his pitcher. Now the Mets have a runner in scoring position here with two men out. You'll recall that the Expos pulled off a triple steal with the bases loaded against the Mets and Ray Sadecki in Shea Stadium recently. This pitch is high. Stoneman goes now to 1-1 to Grody. Grody bats number eight in the Met order. Joe Foy leads off the bag at second as Bill Stoneman sets up off the stretch and offers a 1-1 pitch. Fair ball it on the ground deep short. Taken by Bobby Wine. Plays over to Ron Fairley in time and the side is out. So it is one run on two hits. No errors, and a man left. In the middle of the fourth inning, the score is tied. The Mets won, and the Expos won. The catcher, John Bateman. Coming up now to lead off for Montreal, John Bateman, the catcher. He's been up one time and had a base hit. Gary Gentry has been in all the way for the Mets. And here's the pitch to the right-hand batter. It's in for a call strike. In the National League, it is all-night action. Philadelphia Phillies have lost nine in a row, and they're at Pittsburgh against the Powers tonight. Jim Bunning, one and four, against Bob Moose, two and three. Swinging a foul ball off and out of play. 
The Chicago Cubs, still on top, just barely in the Eastern Division of the National League, are at Cincinnati. Take on the Reds tonight. Bill Hands, 5-2, against Ray Washburn, who had won one and lost one none and lost none. St. Louis Cardinals, who took two of three from the Cubs over the weekend, are at Houston tonight. Bob Gibson, two and two against Larry Durker, who's won seven and lost two. There's a curveball in for a call strike. Larry Durker, who's won seven and lost two. There's a curveball in for a call strike. Delayed call by umpire Dick Tello. So Bateman turns now and marches back toward the dugout. Tello sort of waited and then gave it the big strike call. Strikeout number four for Gary Gentry in the ballgame, and Bobby winds up. And up one time and had a base hit. Los Angeles Dodgers are at San Diego. It's Sandy Vance, three and one, against Danny Coombs, three and two. Here's a swing of the foul ball, off and out of play. The Atlanta Braves and the San Francisco Giants are not scheduled. All the action in the American League is likewise at night. The Baltimore Orioles are at New York with Mike Cuellar, 4-2 against Fritz Peterson, who's won four and lost two also. Pitch to wind is low and away. The Detroit Tigers riding a five-game losing streak are at Fenway Park against the Red Sox. Joe Necro, 3-3 three three against Sonny Siebert, 3-1. Here's a 1-1 pitch, low and away. Washington, the Senators have lost nine straight. Barry Moore is three and two against George Brunette, two and four. Minnesota Twins are at Kansas City. Jim Cott, four and one against Bill Butler, two and two. The Cal Angels are at Chicago. Andy Messersmith, four and three against Billy Wynn, oh and one. Here's a pitch in for a call strike, two two. The fans, fans are helping Dick uh, Stello umpire a little. It's always easier to umpire from the stands, Lindsay. <laughs> Never could figure out why the umpires didn't work from on stands back here. 2-2 two, two pitch. Get on the ground to second base. Boswell gets the hop, plays over to Shamsky. And two men are out. That'll bring up Bill Stoneman. Been up one time and struck out. Score is tied here, 1-1. didn't get the information. No, Hank Aaron got his 3,000th base hit in the ball game against Cincinnati yesterday, and he joins a pretty select group, the Hall of Famers. Yes, sir, he got a ground ball base hit up the middle for the 3,000th one. Rico Cardi's streak was stopped at 31. Well, he's bunted up the first baseline. It'll go foul if they let it roll, and they do. And it's gloved by Shamsky in foul territory. So it is strike one. Henry Aaron also hit his 16th homer later in the ballgame, the 570th of his career. Well, it's off to a fairly good start, Ralph. He certainly is. He, he leads the league in uh, home runs, runs batted in, and he's really having himself a start. Two men out here, Montreal batting in the bottom of the fourth, nobody on base. That's low for a ball. One and one now to Bill Stoneman. One-one pitch. 
And it again up the first baseline. Gentry will have to play it, and he's passed. On at first is Stoneman. And Gentry tried to pick it up and came up empty. He was sitting when he tried to pick it up. He had slipped down, and he was sitting, tried to pick it up, and could not. So he just sat there for a moment and looked at it. There was no play. So it's the door to the base hit. The sixth baseman, Mark Staley. One of the first two men out, Mark Staley, is coming out. He's been up twice, applied to center and single to drive in a run. That was the fifth hit for the Expos off Gary Gentry. to the left-hand batter, and it's in there for a call strike. Gary Gentry was a little concerned in the dugout before the ball game with the fact that the pants of his uniform had shrunk a little in the latest washing, and he is a very mild-looking ball player in uh, those skin-tight pants out there today. Here's a pitch outside for a ball. It's one and one. Norman's the runner at first with two men out, and the score is tied 1-1. Gentry has struck out four, walked two, and allowing one run on five hits. Swinging a foul ball down the left field line, out of play. One and two. comes back to a tag up at first. Playing Staley shallow in center and right. Breaking pitch just missed inside. It's one and two. Gentry was hoping he'd get a strikeout pitch. will be a 2-2 delivery and it's on the way curveball swung on and missed Gentry gets his fifth strikeout and the side is retired he got Miles Staley swinging no runs a hit no errors and one left the end of four full innings of play the score is the Mets won and the Expos won I don't know Ralph it must be catching Jerry Brooks our engineer just gave me the 10 second warning by saying beast all the way from New Jersey <laughs> And now it'll be Gary Gentry coming up to lead off for the match facing Bill Stoneman. There's four innings. It is Montreal, one run, five hits, no errors. The match, one run, three hits, no errors. Le Lanceur, Gary Gentry. Lindsay, our Mr. Murphy was a little worried about the fact that we're going to a French restaurant tonight and that he wasn't too sure if he'd be able to read the menu and he was trying to get me to help him out, but I think I'm going to turn that chore over to you. The French restaurant we are going to, you'll have no trouble in, although it's an excellent restaurant. It was one time the favorite haunt of a football coach in this town named P. Ed Walker. And if P. Ed did well there, you'll have no trouble, believe me. Jerry Gentry is up. Stoneman's pitch, and it's fouled back. One thing about Montreal that is enjoyable is that just about everything you see is done 
in both languages, English and French, so you don't really have any trouble. In fact, on the elevators, when you take them in the hotel, the elevator girl announces everything both ways, English and French, so it makes it very easy. Our young ball players are learning French just that way. Here's a pitch, and it's in there for a call strike, 0-2. What is it, about 80% of the people here speak French? Oh, between 70 and 80. But as you say, it is a bilingual city. Pitch is low. So it's one and two now to Gentry. And A.G.'s on deck. Here's a one-two pitch. Outside for a ball, it's two and two. Walker had a little trouble in this city once when they sent him a quarterback who lined up behind the center and said, Un de trois. And he, he had, didn't really know what was happening. Here's a 2 2 pitch. Swung out and missed strike three. That is the fifth strikeout for Stoneman. One man out and A.G. coming up for the match. He was called out on strikes and had a base hit to center field. A.G. Three mid base hits have been by A.G. and Boswell singles and a double by Marshall. And he was thrown out trying to stretch it into a triple. Stoneman with the pitch. Right down the pipe for a call, strike one. Harrelson next in the order. Again, the delivery. Curveball, and it misses inside. So it's one ball and one strike. You could hardly have a better baseball day than this. One-one pitch. Low and away. So it's two and one. The Mets started out on this road trip, a three-city road trip. They had not had a rain out this year. They were rained out in Chicago, rained out in Philadelphia. Although they won one in Chicago and won two in Philadelphia. Here's a pitch low and it's gone to three and one now to A.G. Came in here to a beautiful baseball day. We'll be here again tomorrow night and again on Wednesday night. Back at Shea Stadium, Friday night against the Chicago Cubs. The Mets and Cubs again on Saturday afternoon. And a doubleheader Sunday. Swinging a ground ball to second. Staley can't handle it. He threw his legs and not out in the right field. Backed up by Starr. It is an error charged against Staley, and A.G.'s on it first. Squarely between his legs. That is the first error. Right through the wickets. Right through the wickets. And Mike Morrison's coming up now. Twice and walked both times. Bateman calls time, goes out for a word with Stoneman. The Mets trying to build a go-ahead run here in the top half of the fifth inning. Jerry Park in Montreal. Stoneman takes the sign, sets up. Throw to first. It's not in time. 
is fouled off to the left side out of play. Strike one to Bert Harrelson. Leon Jones swinging the bat on deck. Takes his lead at first. Runner goes, swinging a foul ball, back and out of play. So the count is now two strikes to Harrelson. That's that A.G. off and winging on the pitch. 